Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Reverend Guitars have kicked off 2021 with their first ever S-Type guitar. In true Reverend style, this cracker of a guitar features classic looks juxtaposed with modern electrics. Introducing the Gill Paris GPS signature model from Reverend Guitars. Whilst on first glance, the pickup arrangement looks fairly standard for an S-Type. In fact, each of the single coils is a Fishman Fluid single whip pickup. These can be switched with a push-pull tone control between two voicings, a vintage voice, the classic Airy 50 single coil sound, and a hot Texas voice for a hotter, punchier, more modern alternative. Check out the GPS and all of Reverend Guitars' mouth-watering models at reverendguitars.com. Welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast, the world's number one guitar podcast, season two, episode seven. I am your host, Joe Branton, joined this week by Jake Ross. Hello. Matt Knight. Radical. And Naomi McLeod. How are you? That's right. It was a good pace, everyone. Good pace. Good pace to start the episode off. Yes. And dear listener, this week, there's some news. We're going to be talking about a few bits and bobs. I'm going to be talking more about the whole modding thing because it's very exciting. Um, And, of course, you know, my continued obsession with plugins. The rest of my band have pointed out that it's got bad. Like, my my gas for plugins is getting bad. Like, I'm messaging them all the time and being like, hey, guys, I've just found this plugin with 50% off. You know, you should take advantage of that. And that's, that's kind of the problem with plugins is because, you know, there's not they're not a physical thing. So it's, you know, 100% profit in that sort of sense. I know it's not technically, but, you know, you can sort <laughs> I'm of... I'm sure they wouldn't consider it No, that. no, of course they wouldn't. But, you know, it's, 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 you know, there's not like a physical material backline after you've paid for the R&D and everything. So it's something that there are discounts for all the time and random plugins that are like, yeah, this plugin is now free if you subscribe to this newsletter. It's happening all over the place and the problem is i'm so incredibly susceptible to deals <laughs> like have you seen josie and the pussycat to well, just, not even stolen. deals just like you're you're just really susceptible to like you're like darren brown's dream that's right. that's what you right. are you're just, if if a magician goes like joe you are an alien you'll be like bleep blah blah, blah human <laughs> you, you know you don't, much, you don't take my you don't take my yeah 
<laughs> you don't take much, uh, much, much push in the direction, do you? Mm, yeah, but you know, which seen, is nice. You, it means it means you're trusting. It's why people like you, and they don't really like me because yeah. you know I take advantage <laughs> of things like that. Have you seen Josie and the Pussycats? Has everyone seen that movie? Uh, no, no. It's a movie about the the, the punk band. I, I haven't seen films, no. okay. so right, I'm fine. <laughs> well, in Josie and the Pussycats, their manager is just like that. He is obsessed. It doesn't matter. You've not seen it, so you won't. Get I, I, I'm fine. getting it confused with like Gem, Gem and the something. Wasn't there another Gem and Gem and the Holograms? That yeah. was it. That was Gem was right. truly outrageous. Gem I love, was, uh, I love the fact cartoon. that we're all like, yeah, this is bloody brilliant. And Jack Joe's like. Oh, wait, what about my yeah, thing? I don't need I don't need to talk about a live action movie from two thousand and one. But if you want to talk about a cartoon rock band from like the early nineties, then one hundred percent we're in. Right, yeah, right. I see. I understand very well, very well. But yeah, oh, I've been buying a lot of, a, a lot of plugins. Arteria made a load of a bunch of their synth plugins like half price or forty percent off on Plugin Boutique this week. Oh, I finally. I finally paid for um, uh, Addictive Drums 2, which is, uh, I thought, uh, after review and using, spending a, a solid week on the trial versions of all the different drum software, Easy Drummer, uh, Addictive Drums 2, to Stephen Slate Drums, and a handful of others. After spending some time on all of those, I settled on Addictive Drums 2 and coughed up the £160 for the... Uh, uh, for the three drum kits <laughs> that it uh, comes with. But it's very good. I will say, I absolutely think I could completely make music using that and you would never, ever know that it's not. Well, yeah, because I, I would never listen. No. <laughs> so, exactly. of course I'm never exactly. going to know. But of course, um, yeah. yeah. Just I, I, looking here, Joe, it's really comprehensive. Their, um, their addictive. packs. So what, yeah. what did you get? Did you get three packs then for your... So yeah, with the the different options, you can the basic one. I ended up going for the basic one because essentially there's mm. a custom one where you can choose the loops that it comes with. Right. But I wasn't that interested in the loops. So the great thing yeah. about the loops on addictive drums is they are all in MIDI form as well. So you can kind of drop them in and then like move bits around, like change stuff. So it's quite nice oh, to like almost that, yeah. yeah, you can almost like drop in a loop because you can be like, this is the sort of thing I want. Drop it in right your guitar part and then come back to the drums later and be like yeah this should do this here and that there and stuff and yeah so, but, but you've got your midi parameters there as well so you can actually do your velocity and whatever else you want to do that, exactly. that you couldn't necessarily with audio loops well exactly and that's it's mm. it's so the interface with addictive drums is so incredibly comprehensive so for each drum you've got this uh each drum or symbol you've got this entire screen where you're choosing everything about the global sound of it applying effects to it um, you know, changing the the tone, the pitch of those drums, all, all of that stuff, loads of things like that, the individual compression on bits and bobs. And then you have like a master screen, which is kind of dealing with the whole kit. So it's considering the room size, room mics, stuff like that, which is, of course, something you don't necessarily get with samples. If you're using sampled drum, kit, uh, drum hits and, and loading those in, you need to use the same set and it's always, you know, that was in a fixed room, you know, with a fixed set of microphones that you can't yeah, sure. edit. Mm -hmm. So it's nice to be able to kind of change all those things. I just think as a comprehensive but e like short learning curve, easy to use um, tool, it was very, very good. It sounds um, amazing. Yeah. yeah. I can really see why people buy things because of things you say. 
You have me. You really have me sold on this already. <laughs> it's been what ninety seconds of you talking about it. Yeah, it well done. Very good. Well done. Yeah, addictive drums too. I thoroughly recommend it, dear listener. It's uh, it's on the more expensive line of of plugins. You know, at the sort of hundred and fifty quid mark, and that's just for three kits. I think the full version of it is you know three four hundred pounds. But so yeah. are they like? Is it like licensed kits? Like what? What are they like? Real kits or is it? Yeah, so they are real drum kits. So you've got, uh, so for example, uh, the studio previously known as Sound City. Um, what's it called now? Do you remember? I can't no, remember. Oh, that's bad, isn't it? Sounds um, Town. It, it, <laughs> yeah, <it's not> the <laughs> moment. It's been downgraded. Is it called Fairfax now? Is that is that what it's called? Because I think the kit is known as uh, is is the Fairfax kit that's on there, which is the one that's been recorded at Sound City and then you're editing. And then they've got um, something else called something like uh, uh, Blue Velvet or something like that, which I think is a vintage Gretsch kit. Um, I'm not 100% sure. I mainly messed around with the Fairfax. It was just a little bit more straight up simple and, you know, d- just an obvious kit. It, um, it's, it is amazing the lengths they go to now to, to do that sort of stuff. I, a friend of mine... Um, who is at, uh, has got a room at Air Studios. At one point, they were doing Hans Zimmer's piano, um, which was a, uh, which was basically yeah, a soft synth that you could buy. And they built, a, apparently, he's saying they built a machine that would, they just left running overnight, basically, but would play every single key at like a, a multitude of different velocities and then it just move along the entire piano. Well, isn't that, isn't that exactly sampled. the idea behind Roland's, um, uh, oh, I've forgotten the name of the, the, the type. Roland of cloud. No, 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 no. What, what you do with your, your samples for your piano sounds, uh, ultra real. Uh, oh, no, you're talking uh, about super, like soft, supernatural, like supernatural. Oh, there we are. Supernatural. Yes. Um, don't ask me about it. Um, friend of the podcast, Jeff Narona, would know. But yeah, uh, I well, do I not. think it's that the, the, because previously on uh, a lot of electric uh, digital pianos, um, you know, the how hard you were pressing down your finger on the key, all you were actually changing is how loud that one sample is played mm. back. So if that mm. sample is just of someone yamming a key, then, you know, it's just varying volumes. Whereas the strings on a piano, obviously the same as the strings on a guitar, reacts differently, have different tonal characteristics depending on how hard you hit the keys. And the idea of Supernatural, which I at first thought was that Roland got a bunch of ghosts to play the pianos, but that's <laughs> not the case. It have was just that ghosts? there's a... <laughs> it was that there were loads and loads of samples, which I thought was very cool. Yeah. But um, just just a kind of finish on the drum thing i actually there was a an article which was five metal albums or six metal albums you didn't realize had programmed drums uh, one of which i did know had programmed drums and it's a fantastic album and really a testament to how good uh it can sound once re- uh laid down and mixed and that's catch 33 by Meshuggah. um and what was amazing about that was thomas uh i think it's thomas hake thomas hark uh the drummer basically was like we don't really have the budget all the time to record my drum kit for this. So I've been working with drummer from hell. Here's all my samples of my actual kit. I'll just program all the drums. So (laughs) the entire album is his drum samples and then him programming the drums. Then he learned all the tracks afterwards. That's really cool. Well, I, I I think what, I've actually, I've actually been having, you know, not fallout, but certainly a disagreement with my band over the last couple of weeks over me getting very into the idea of 
of you know using software for drums because i'm kind of like we could we could record now like we could make new music now and everyone's like no we do things organically with organic stuff and you know is that is that process being led by the drummer by any chance (laughs) is he he looking at he's looking at the fact that you used to be a three-piece and you're now a five-piece and now everyone's like "Mm." Do we need this many people in this band? <laughs> re- that's that's what it is. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. Yeah. He's Clearly. recruited people on it on his side. Yes, and yes. too right. Um, mm. But interestingly, uh, Joe, I, I mentioned this to you earlier, but about plugins. Um, my my friend started an Instagram channel called Digital Rigs, which is basically him just making amazing ambient sounds or guitar sounds only using plugins. Um, and every video that he's put up so far, he's only done about five. They're all annotated, so you can see exactly what he's doing. I'm just like, man, they all sound really good. Like, this just to give you fantastic. like ideas to start with, you know, or even just to find plugins that you didn't know even know existed. Um, he put up a sound the other day called Ambient Droplets. I was like, oh, this sounds interesting. He was like, oh, Ambient Droplets Droplets is a plugin that has 32 stereo delay lines, at which you can then set at random times and i was like i mean oh why hasn't goodness. anyone made this into a pedal and he was like oh it's on mac now for 29 dollars." and i was like i shall buy this uh, um, yeah, but I'm yeah just, he, i'm just looking it up now he um he spends all of his time um living in the plug-in world he doesn't actually have a lot of time to plug in real amps and and stuff like that and he's done work for a whole bunch of uh tv and movies and he um recently did that amazon program good omens and he had to do a, a load of different metal tracks all of the stuff he was doing on that was like plug-in work i was just like how'd you get it to sound so good um so i thought i'd give him a bit of a shout out on the podcast as people probably listen to this and listen to you and me talk about plugins quite a lot for guitar joe and i was just like oh he's actually giving me a bit of inspiration in how to create some half decent sounds which i thought digital was rigs uh dear sure listener rigs. go and check it out on instagram digital rigs i i'm absolutely i've already found that uh droplets uh the raindrop delay 29 dollars plus vat uh on the sign vibes website sign vibe is the company that makes it i'm absolutely getting that oh god damn it no but um left, it's, it's it's interesting how I mean, has anyone, do we know of anyone that's actually taken the plunge to using just that live? Is it is it safe to use live? Well, I mean, it's certainly what people like Pliny use live. Does, he actually, does he actually, what, just interface and then just running Neural DSP in the background? I mean, I don't actually really know. I know I listen to prog, but I don't listen to crap. Uh, you know. Oh, <laughs> Joe, that is harsh. Oh, wow. No, wow. That, that sort of plinky-plunky stuff isn't my cup of tea at no, all, so Pliny. I have no idea. No, Pliny. Hmm. Not plinky. Not plinky. <laughs> Come on, Joe. <laughs> I, um, I remember we, we interviewed him at Arc Tangent in 2017. Yeah, And uh, he was like... He was like, oh, my first rig was just an Ibanez and a Boss ME50. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> he was like, I used that for ages until someone showed me how to use plugins. <laughs> and I was like, damn them. Um, but yeah, I um, I just, I guess that was part of what the Orange Omec Teleport was in a way designed to do, wasn't it? Sort of like a pedal board friendly interface. 
Yeah. I, I, I've got to be honest with you. I never really understood what that pedal did. And I never really <laughs> understood why everyone liked it so much because it just like, I just, I, I couldn't, I was like, what are you doing with this? Like, what is it? Well, it was essentially a Scarlet Solo, um, but you could fit it on your pedal board. It was an interface for your pedal board, basically. Yeah, it, so it, it, was could... an, it was an interface. You can actually just use it USB straight in. In fact, I did lend it to lend my one to a friend when his interface broke down uh recently just as it's a yeah effectively it is is allowing you to pull sounds out of um amplitude or or some other software straight out into your pedal board Mm. um well the other one oh okay right so you're taking sounds from the computer yeah Yeah. so you need the computer computer. to be there in the computer it's pedal board sized and has an input and an output so if for example i have some really good space echo delays that i could have patched through the omec teleport and the omec teleport could sit on my on my pedal board and then you could plug into an amp yeah. Yes, exactly. So gotcha. I'd have my reverb after my drives and modulation before. Then the OMAC teleport with a, you know, hopefully a long lead and my laptop over at the back of the stage somewhere out of danger. But it allows you to use any of those things on a pedal board format. I'm not sure it ever really, I'm not sure that's something anyone ever really needed to do. But well, it's I, definitely a fun thing. I guess that's partly an answer to my question which is is anyone using plugins live because not you know there are definitely some great uses and i've seen some great people have it you know at home and in the studio but i wonder if that's why people are moving to or you know you've seen a lot of that scene move to things like the quad cortex or kemper or axe effects because it's a kind of more of a physical hardware unit for stage rather than taking a macbook out and uh, yeah the only person I can think of off the top of my head who's using a guitar running through a computer program is Johnny Greenwood in Radiohead. And he runs a custom Max DSP um, like glitch patch that he wrote for a couple of solos. Oh, wow. That's cool. Isn't that mm. that? Yeah, I mean, it basically makes your guitar sound like it's going through a really broken lead, which is great. <laughs> uh, um, wow. But uh, yeah, cool. I guess maybe given the choice, a lot of people just want to run through amps. Yeah, I mean, I just, you know, I, I think it's like there's is so niche, and people are so worried about stuff. Like the the interest is in it is niche, or you know, has been up until. I guess we'll see what happens when live music comes back after you know after the pandemic. But like, I think people just want simplicity. They want stuff to work, and they know that a guitar into a distortion pedal into a tube amp works, and like it takes such a seismic shift to move people away from that. I mean, you know, Axfix came out when, 10 years ago? And it's like, it, it even really took Kempers to coming out before you started seeing them being used live. I mean, certainly in the kind of circles that I move in. Um, and uh, I just think it, it, you need like these big seismic shifts in order for, for, oh, yeah. the, the, for widespread um, acceptance. I, I I think we are seeing it, that, though, in a lot of modern tech metal, and those are new genres. Like, I, I admit, like, you know, that I'm kind of dragging my band into it because I'm in a band with a bunch of old prog guys. You're in the punk scene, Jay, which is never going to, you know, start embracing no. software. But I do think in kind of newer genres, like if we're looking at kind of 
like modern tech metal and the new bands that are coming out of there. It does seem to be. Look at Neural DSP. They're you know all of their plugins are signature mm. amp models for new bands for like mm-hmm. new artists. So th- I, th- I think there are places that it's it's moving, mm. but it will of course be genre specific. You know, in the in the, you know. It, I guess you know different genres are always going to have their things that that make that genre sound the way they do, and I don't think we necessarily in punk or prog are you know in the need of some all singing all dancing plugin. Yeah, but, but we'll see. Anyway, in, in the in the kind of wanting to move on from plugins and talk about guitars i'm going to talk about my plugin of the week because i did say i would do that every week so i'll make it very very quick um it's a free plugin now each week i am trying to find a free or very very affordable plugin which i think is very good which you should get dear listener if you're home recording ik multimedia have made uh their their kind of moog uh model d style um uh, plug-in completely free there. Syntronic Memory V is completely free for newsletter subscribers. So all you've got to do is go to ikmultimedia.com. There's like a you, you download their their product manager, you sign up to their newsletter via that, and then you can download um, both their Syntronic and their Syntronic Memory V synthesizer. It looks very good. Great. Great interface, really kind of intuitive, laid out like a vintage Moog. So perfect if you don't want any of these uh, kind of the more modern synthesizer plugins, which are just screen upon screen of kind of presets and 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 loads of controls. This is kind of simple. Well, I mean, simple. There are probably 30 rotaries on there, but, you know, it's more familiar nonetheless. Mm-hmm. And, you know, completely free. Definitely worth checking out. I think it sounds very good. That's all we'll say about about plugins we should move on to some other stuff actually plugging in yeah let's talk about actually plugging in i uh the new polymath album came out this week i wanted to mention that very briefly not plugging in your headphones joe no there you go he would be plugging in your headphones and i i mixed and mastered that all myself the entire record um so yeah go check it out dear listener all the guitars are recorded with boss katanas i mean that that is that is incredible a triumph I was um, waiting for the point at which I could say, without wanting to say, well done, well done about something, but well done on an album <laughs> of entire, entirely katanas. That is insane. Yeah, it sounds it so good as well. I'm not, I'm not just saying that because you're right here, but um, it, yeah, it sounds awesome. It really right. does. Thanks, mate. Thanks. Yeah, it was, it was good fun. In fact, all the katanas, not only are they recorded, is it recorded on them? They're recorded direct, so via the USB out on the katana straight into a. Uh, into a computer now of course there's been post eqing and compression and all sorts of things and, on there but uh, high quality professional mastering <laughs> yeah well yes it, yeah it, it, me sort of spending three days doing nothing but watching youtube videos on how to master is is kind of the uh, that's what i'm saying yeah 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 don't talk yourself down thanks. Thanks, you didn't thanks. uh you didn't irrevocably damage your hearing for nothing mate <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly consummate that's, pro do you know that's still going on still like still right ear permanent tinnitus i can hear oh. it out of it now but not as much as the other one it's still like not 100 percent. really uh yeah i've kind of got used to it now it's sort of settled i've settled into it as being like just a new part of everything but 
I mean, I hate to, I hate to, you know, bring it down on this, but uh, I noticed my tinnitus in about 2004, and uh, <laughs> well, here we are, 16, 17 years later, and it's still, still trucking. So, um, yeah. well, it's incurable, isn't it? Sorry, Joe, if yeah. you didn't know that. <laughs> no. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah, I think, I, it, mean, I think it can come and go for some people, but hmm. I think technically it is. Um, it, there, there isn't a, a I'm like cure. I'm very used to it now so it's like yeah. It's, oh yeah, yeah it's it, it, yeah it's just I would just make sure like just make sure you you just got to make sure you take care of yourself moving forward you know oh yeah yeah absolutely oh yeah I fully intend to we'll see we'll see how that goes but yeah Matt I know we talk about them a lot Boss Katana's like absolutely fantastic I can't believe how well they record uh, yeah, I, I must admit, Joe, I, I, I've just made a little note to make sure that I send that album to the Japanese team and just say, look, my friend recorded everything on this uh, on this lovely katana that you made. Um, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I, I don't want to use this as a platform to be like, yes, please buy the things that I, I, I work for every day. Um, but I, I am, every time I, I plug into one, I'm always just as impressed as I was the first time and uh, it's quite depressing when you've got like £20,000 worth of like guitar amps and pedals and stuff in your flat and then you're just like I could just plug it all into a katana um and that's why i'm still really impressed with the wazara headphones i'm like now i don't even have to go through a speaker uh, <laughs> um but yeah, no, it, it means a lot, Joe. I know you've used them a lot and I certainly don't have to force you to use them. Um, so yeah, it's amazing that you got all of that out of Katana and through the USB as well. It's just amazing. And uh, yeah, to see them, I think the moment for me that I was super, I, I don't know, kind of a bit struck by it all was the last time I went to Nashville for Summer Nam. And walking down the the kind of the main strip where they have all the the bands and stuff, and these are all like these guys play all day, every day, um, and you know you've got five or six of these amazing players just using katanas, <laughs> and you're just like these guys are in Nashville with like the best the access to like the best guitars and the best gear around, and they're just out there geeking with katanas all day. I'm like that's amazing, um, so yeah. Crazy to think that it's only been in the market since 2016, August really? 2016. Yeah. Um, before did it ever that, won a gear of win a gear of the year? It didn't, did it? We I think we were late to realizing how good it was. Well, I if you remember we, that first year, you lot tried to put the blues cube through, and yeah. I was like, I, and, and I don't like, know if you got, and I was like. I don't know if you guys have listened to these amps because we had them both at my house and I was like, yeah. this one sounds so much better. What's wrong with you? And then you went, oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah, it does sound better. I think it did win, didn't it? Oh, did it? Oh, I right, think it, I think it, um, it definitely, it, it was definitely high, high, high ranked. Hiya. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, but yeah, no, amazing Joe, seriously. Yeah, Amazing. well, yeah, fantastic amplifiers and a wonderful set of like effects that you can obviously, you know, you can manipulate via your computer as well. So it's uh, yeah, I think for me, it's the great thing is is that you have you don't have to do that. Um, but <laughs> there are people. I, I can't remember if I said this last a, a year ago. Actually, I went to um, 
a user-organized Katana event in Amsterdam, uh, which about 60 people turned up to, all Katana users just being like, we love Katana so much. We've come to an all-day event to talk about Katana. <laughs> and, um, and was it successfully led? Like, was there a, was there a gang leader of these Katana there, there was. Um, and they, they invited me, and it was amazing because some people had created, one guy created a custom foot switch that basically he got he got a raspberry pi computer system basically built the katana editor into this foot switch and then was like yeah i can edit everything on this one foot switch in the katana. oh my god um and like custom designed all the hardware and like had it all like 3d printed and people it like it's not got any ipad compatibility for editing they're like i've built my own editor Wow, and uh, stuff like that i was just like this is amazing you know just the dedication um to uh to that product so i was just like yeah it's It's the squire bronco of the uh, amplifier market yes yes um and yeah people have been doing speaker changes and all sorts um i think additance did a video recently actually which was like 12 different speakers in a katana 50 um and then I think they decided, no, in a Katana 100, because you can't change speakers in a 50 because they're four ohms. So there's not as many commercially available speakers. Um, and then I think they concluded that the Katana 1 was actually probably the best one. <laughs> wow. After all that. I, I, got yeah. This, yeah, I got this Alnico cream. Cost me 400 quid. Oh, yeah, oops. yeah. I bought, <laughs> I bought this vintage uh, Jensen speaker from yeah. the 60s. Um, so, yeah. It's almost like the engineers like tested all the speakers and then designed like one that worked with the with the product. Um, but there, there you go. Very cool, very cool product. Now, you know, I want to talk about a pickup brand because, of course, with the Squire Broncos recently, we've been getting very into the idea of uh, you know modding bases, and and that kind of got me thinking about mod mode again, and maybe not kind of the mod mode that we'd originally intended, but I definitely. After I'm finished with this Bronco, I really want to do a, a guitar because as, as fun as doing a, a bass is, and that would always be more important to me, um, I feel like I'll have a bunch more options, uh, you know, doing a guitar as well. And also with modding the bass, I feel like I'm really uh, tied to wanting to make it something that I want to play. So I want to choose the right pickup. And, and the thing is, I'm quite dull in that I just want one pickup in the middle of the body. I don't need a tone control. Like, you know, it's it's quite basic and simple. Whereas on a guitar, I don't really care. So I can fit seven pickups into it and, you know, some sort of, uh, I don't know, B-bender that you control off of the headstock. I don't know. But, you know, it will uh, uh, it would definitely be more creative for me. And that got me thinking about, because I'm, I'm having my, uh, my fidelity... Uh, guitars built at the moment and fidelity guitars more often than not i think almost exclusively for all their kind of uh, production models or their light series um matt from fidelity uses mojo pickups mojo pickups here in the uk mark from mojo pickups who makes all of their pickups now if you go to their their website if you go to mojopickups.co.uk oh my god the amount of stuff he does and and also if you go to that website probably any later than the fifth or sixth of the month it will have a little uh a little header saying that uh his books are filled for the next 30 days and to check back later because he just always gets so um so overbooked with uh people commissioning pickups to be made which of course he makes to order 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Um, every single pickup, there are so many and they're so interesting and different. So I kind of wanted to talk about what everyone's favorites are from there. You know, what, what really stands out as being some awesome pickups that would be a good idea to retrofit into some sort of budget guitar it doesn't you know we won't worry too much about whether that's humbucker p90 soap bar single coil size just yet just what people think are some of the cool things um matt knight start us off yeah i i was just before that i wanted to know if you knew any more about the history because we seem to yeah they seem to be appearing in a lot of different guitars and obviously i think we were probably maybe more aware of them from fidelity but Looking on the website, he's been doing it for like properly for like ten years, and I just wonder why you don't ever see them, or have maybe haven't seen them as much or haven't heard about because the gold foil feels like their thing, and I don't really know the history behind gold foil pickups, as it were. But um, yeah, they're just a really, really interesting brand for the kind of designs that they're doing. Obviously, yeah. like their website's got you know strap pickups and telly pickups but i mean they've actually got one on here called the kleenex which is yeah i was looking at that because it looks like a box of tissues i must admit i mean they're the website as it stands right now does have some some very cool i mean the shark fin which is like a I, i guess it's like a filter tron with a chrome surround but then it's half bladed half pickup screws it's just bizarre i mean these i just i don't even know where these design ideas even come from um because some of them are obviously born in retro sort of stuff but yeah just i don't know i don't even know where i'd start to be honest joe i mean the gold foils look amazing um obviously i was playing the um harmony juno they've got those gold foil style pickups on i'm like i think all guitars with those look very very cool yeah yeah the gold the gold foils are definitely a thing the firebird size gold foils like fitting those in fitting a kind of a gretchy style gold foil into a firebird surround i think looks incredible um and yeah you're right there's such a broad range of interesting facied uh gold foil pickups in there like something that stood out for me was their deco sonic um, which is their sort of oblong Art Deco designed pickup. Um, it's it's on their website in in white, but I've seen him do versions of it in in black with with white sort of design work on it, and it just looks like nothing else. I've never seen a pickup 
Um, I've never seen a pickup look like this. Well, uh, Naomi, yeah. you're you're kind of the base pickup aficionado, being one of the you know the few people to get the Serik B90 over into the UK. Um, what what what's your take on the options for base here? I feel like a child in a museum having a having a great time. To be honest, um, <laughs> I, I yeah, I mean, not to not to just sort of second what you guys have already said, but I mean the it's the combination of um, of both the kind of breadth of catalogue and attention to design. Like I'm looking at the Charlie Christian here, and it's incredible looking. It has like angled um, sort of angled edges with a blade i guess a blade with a, yeah. a really sharp surround um in terms of the base ones there was hang on now can i find it again i i shared like the g-tone uh gold foil base pickup the other day which is based on the Gaiatone um gold foil is where you've got like an orange top to the pickup yeah um, thought that the, was beautiful. I'd be I'd be really curious to hear it. Actually, does he have demos up, or or how I'm how not, have you kind of not, heard them when you have heard them? I've never I've not heard them. There's demos of some right, stuff, okay. but not normally right. not normally via Mojo. Just normally sure. by someone who's got one in a guitar sort of thing. So. Yeah, that's I'll reputation, you, isn't it? That's, that's some reputation. No, definitely. Yeah, I'll tell you one. I really well two. I really want to hear is the P90 Soap Bar Dynabase. Yeah, they look incredible. Um, and they look like they would sound very exciting as well. I think, yeah, you hit on something there when you were talking about mods, Joe, which is, you know, the beauty of modding a Bronco other than the price and that being accessible to to a lot more people um, than maybe some of the more high-end instruments is uh, the simplicity. Like, it's not necessarily kind of um, a go-to that you'd whack in three pickups there. Um, so I think it's it's good to kind of think outside of that box in terms of, like, a super super accessible mod and uh think of you know think of whacking tons of pickups in instead of just one and instead of just having your tone and control um but yeah i don't know maybe that's more kind of base-minded thing um yeah possibly the the actually on that the p90 soap by the dynabase um mm. pickup is what i've got in my fidelity that's what uh, it's going to be oh is it okay yeah, so cool. you, you know you'll get to try that out at some point but um, awesome yeah. I'll I'll get in the car now. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, um, yeah. No, not cool. until the eight eighth of March or something. Unless you play out, unless you're playing the bass outside, I think. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'll play Joe's absolutely lovely bass outside, no problem. Yeah, yeah. that's fine. It's fine <laughs> yeah. in the garden. Joe Joe can hold the umbrella. Um just <laughs> on the guitar front, the um wide range jazz master. I don't know what you guys thought of that, but it caught my eye. I um will be very curious to hear it in a guitar. There's a wide range jazz master pickup. And yeah, did oh, you yeah. guys see that? Yeah, I thought that was very cool. That is um, very cool. And then there was a staple P90 soap bar as well that caught oh, my eye. I've, so I've never seen good. I've never seen uh, magnets in that shape before, so I'm yeah. curious as to the thinking. Other than visuals. they were in, they were in. They're based on the very first Les Paul Customs. Uh, oh, are they? That, okay, that, that sort of uh, single ninety. Um, in the neck position, and right. and certainly on one of the fidelities I was having, uh, I was having made. I was talking to Matt Oram about. Uh, I I wanted it was it was Tim's. He wanted a P ninety in the bridge, and we were talking about. Um, we were talking about pickups and and possibly going for that. And it was Matt Oram that pointed out to me that he was like, it's it's quite a specifically. Um, kind of thinner, aggressive single coil tone, so very it, far okay. from a P90, which is why we 
it's got it's very much its own thing so we we you know opted not to get that in the end but certainly as yeah. far as cool looking pickups go those the staple single coil in a humbucker housing has got to be one of the coolest yeah i've been uh i've actually been i'm in an hour and about getting the mustang pickups from mojo for a while because um, they're really affordable and really good yeah i mean i mean i've uh the the there's nothing wrong to be honest with you with the the pickups that i've got in my mustang but i just I don't know. I kind of feel like it's. It's maybe I'll just mix it up a little bit, just try them out because, like you say, they are really affordable, and it's. Um, yeah, I don't know. Might just be. Might just try them out. Like, there's not you that should. many companies that do Mustang pickups as aftermarkets because you know they're probably the most niche of the the main Fender yeah. models. I, w- I would suggest. So you don't tend to see them. Uh, I mean, even Fender don't do an aftermarket set of of Mustang pickups, presumably because. It's they all use the same pickups, um, though I don't know. And I actually know because there'll be different ones in the Vinteras and in the American performers. But um, regardless, uh, yeah, I think I might get get a set of these. Um, do you continue to have the black covers, or do you go for white covers? I think I'd go for black because my Mustang has got a perloid plate, uh-huh. so oh, I think it would look a bit weird having perloid plate and then white pickups. Right. Right. Do you disagree? No, no. I think uh, no. It was genuinely a, a question. I wondered which one you go for. If you keep it the way it was intended, or try and sort of make it look a little hot rodded. But I think you're right. The white yeah. perloid might I, be a little I think weird. Perloid, you've just got to be a little bit careful with because it can. You can you can move from it looking like a you know kind of tasteful fifties diner to looking like uh, you know your grandmother's bathroom quite quickly. Hmm. Yeah, and um, you know. Well, gotta be careful. Gotta be careful. Gotta be careful with the bathroom. That's what I'm saying. You know. Well, I think it's a great idea updating the Mustang pickups. Just, just because I kind of feel like that's the pickup type that's more likely to be relatively, you know, fine. It's supposed to be kind of a budget pickup. So when you get custom companies making um, replacement pickups, they've really, they've really thought about how to improve that pickup type. Um, mm. I, I, I actually recorded a little video for James's Home of Tone um, at, at the end of last week uh, where I was doing, I did a little comparison between the McNelly um, Music Master bass pickup and the standard uh, Bronco pickup. Mm-hmm. I, oh, did uh, you? Nice. Yeah, just because I've got a couple, well, I've got the, the three Broncos here. So I sort mm. of, uh, I did like a drum track and then I dropped in, you know, playing from both. So it was, so you can sort of seamlessly see the change between the two. Mm. And considering it's not, it's, if you get it from James's Home of Tone, the McNelly um, Bronco pickup and the James's Home of Tone harness, it's, you don't need to solder a, a thing. It drops in completely into, into your Bronco with nothing done, you know, other than uh, other than a few screws, and the the diff the tonal difference, considering that pickup is the same size and shape, is is absolutely incredible. It sounds like a proper P bass with the McNelly in, and and obviously it's a it's a strap pickup in the in the standard it Bronco, is. and the Bronco yeah. is a you know the most affordable Fender bass, so you shouldn't be mm-hmm. expecting it's Squire bass, so you know. You shouldn't be expecting it to sound like the world's best P bass. It's a fantastic starter, but you know it's uh, it's of course going to have some kind of 
you know, some limitations. It's going to be a little thinner, a bit quieter. But the difference is 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 massive between the McNelly and the standard pickup. And so it's it's like, well, this is almost a no brainer mod. If you don't want to cut into the body, it's uh, it's a, a fantastic thing to completely to yeah no solder mods for the win <laughs> yeah exactly and i i love soldering i just i've really really enjoyed the idea that uh it could be accessible to people who don't necessarily own or want to engage with soldering irons oh yeah yeah that's that's like me I, like me oh, i'm just terrible are you not at a solder soldering. fan I, I, I love it. I'm, I, I, al- love I always it. just leave mine on. I always forget about it. I always finish what I'm doing. <laughs> I put it in the thing and then I leave my garage and then I'll come back down later and there are like burn holes in stuff. Like the the harness that it sits in is all melted at the bottom. Uh, <laughs> oh, and I'm just God. like, I, one of these days, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna burn down my house. So the less that soldering. That is exactly what I'm worried about. 100% yeah. what I'm worried about. Yeah. Yeah, burning down fire the house. Risk. Tom Jones in the whole place, you know. Bloody nightmare. There you go. Exactly. But hey, if the pickup sounds good, it does sound great. It does sound great. Now, Matt Knight, I want to talk about Fex pedals. More importantly, I want to talk about the forthcoming the pedal movie. And uh, of course, we we've spoken about some of the the effects pedals that are going to be or that have already landed sold out and then been resold for double or triple the amount of money on the very platform that has <laughs> that introduced the pedals um there's yeah, some more a, stuff now it's always good to see a pedal um go up for sale second hand before the person who bought it originally has even received it um which is what happened with the last set of these releases which yeah was uh, kind of crazy but reverb are doing a documentary called The Pedal Movie, um, which they've, they've teased a little bit about. It's, there's quite a few people from the world of pedals being involved. Um, and as part of that, they have gone out to various companies for collaborations. So the first of which was the... Was it called the Time Space? Um, which, no, that's the new Pigtronics pedal. Um, what is it called? I'm looking at it here. Earthquake Devices and Death by Audio. Um, and I can't for the life of me remember what it was called. I can't Time Something, um, which was basically their crazy, um, crazy sort of reverb pedal. And then Chase Bliss did the Bliss Factory which sold out, I think, in 45 minutes. Um, They did a 1,000 pieces. uh, Yes, sold out instantly, and everyone who got one was super happy, and everyone who didn't was super sad. Um, So after a lot of pressure, uh, they've decided to do another run of a 1,000, which is amazing for a company like um, Chase Bliss. I I know before they've said that, you know, doing a 1,000 of anything, um, they never thought it'd be possible. So to do another thousand of the bliss factory um which is coming in an anodized black uh the other oh, one was in I, a in a chrome i bet the people that got the first one are got it now this one looks way better yeah i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna have to buy another one no um so yeah so effectively the bliss factory which is their sort of modded um fuzz factory which has got the resonant low pass filter from their condor uh which uh you can then 
uh, assigned to the auxiliary control, so you can do these kind of crazy filter sweeps, which is awesome. Um, then after that, George Trips of um, Way Huge and now Dunlop, I think he's the lead designer at MXR Dunlop, um, did a limited run of 10 fuzz faces, which I don't think anyone got a look in at all. Um, they must have sold out in probably about five seconds because I don't think, I think the, the web page didn't even, I think they just took the web page down because I tried to get one and I was like, no, I think that's impossible. And so, um, <laughs> Yeah, he did a run of uh, only 10 fuzz faces, which I think were all built by him. They came in an army green and were based off the first fuzz pedal fuzz face he built. Um, and now uh, the next run has been announced. So alongside the new Bliss Factory, uh, Walrus Audio are doing a limited edition double pedal of their Warhorn fuzz and the ages um, with some very, very cool graphics on the front. Um, so you've got the War Warhorn is the more transparent overdrive with symmetrical and asymmetrical clipping, while the ages is their five state overdrive um, so you've got loads of different gain modes on there as well. So very, very cool. And then Way Huge are doing the beer and effect pedal, <laughs> which That's are basically, um, Love yeah, those. which is absolutely brilliant, which is basically a rehousing and renaming of uh, two of their current pedals. So the beer is the company's saucy box, um, which is their kind of uh, amp-like drive and... Then they've got the effect pedal, which is the swollen pickle. Um, uh, it's worth pointing out that the effect pedal looks like a uh, like Tesco own brand carrier bag so or good. something like that. It, That's yeah. absolutely it totally amazing. Does, it? Um, and the Time Shadows was the name of the uh, Death Boy Audio and Earthquaker um, collaboration. So yeah, a couple of new ones. Uh, not sure. I'm guessing they're saying here, Pedal Movie, they'll be up for sale this coming Tuesday. So sign up with yes, your it's, email. It's, it's literally the day that uh, this uh, podcast comes out for patrons. <laughs> it will have come out yesterday for anyone listening. Oh, so imagine everything well, sold out. out. <laughs> yes, um, I, that's fine. I'll sit nice and happy with my original run. It's worth more now because, you know, initial run, num uh, serial number 17. You know, keeping it low. Oh, um Yes, the only the only thing that um, I guess you expected because that's the design of it. I didn't even think about it when I bought it. Obviously, MIDI, which is amazing, you know, on a fuzz factory, um, so you can have a bunch of different presets. But the volume control is also saved when you save presets rather than being universal. Um, and so, depending on the situation is that you're a playing, good idea. In, well, that's the only thing because you might set, you might be at home and you might set a bunch of settings and they might be lower in volume and then you go to a gig and then you kick in a bunch yeah, of presets. Yeah, I just the volume's then... the one thing you want to. No, because you can, all of the controls are rampable. So obviously you can ramp up and down, you know, so some people were making like tremolos with it and stuff like that because you can also assign uh, the ramp control to the volume and then you can have the. Yeah, volume go all over the place and stuff like that. Um, and yeah, so if you preset volumes um, and then you select them via MIDI, um, they come back, you know, where you set them for that particular thing. So if you're doing stuff in the studio, um, that might be fine because you might just be sitting here and dialing in sounds, but live may be slightly annoying. But I'm guessing many people like me currently, it's sad to say, it's just looking very pretty on my pedal shelf. 
But oh, I am going to. No, I no. am going to put. I do want to put it on my uh, pedal board for the build off, Joe. Yeah. Um, bring it against think, me. Yes. Yes. Of course. Fine. You know, there's going to be points for rarity. Well, I'm not even going to have a fuzz on mine. Well. Well. Bold words, Joe. <laughs> bold words. <laughs> Although, what, what do you normally? I, I use think for I drive? smell a lie. Actually. You're going to put an ODB three on there. <laughs> is that what you think? No. Yeah, yeah, classic. The no. classic drive. The I, only drive. For a long time, when, when I was a gag, I'm pretty sure the only drive. <laughs> the, for bass the, players. Yeah. For bass players. Yeah, it was that or the Electro Harmonics uh, Big Muff Pie bass. Ah, yes. Remember it well. Oh, yeah. That was yeah. good. That was a good one. That was the affordable one because you could get that for like 50 quid and the ODB was like 100 quid or whatever. Which was mm-hmm. at the time exp- too expensive, expensive for uh, yeah. For oh, how far bass playing, uh, bass bassist effects have come? You know now. Now we have yeah. loads of drives. Not that I use any bass specific drives actually. Already bass specific <laughs> pedals. Oh yeah, the compressor's bass specific, I guess. Oh, mm-hmm. but I tell you what, do you know? I've got on the way. Um, I've got uh, one of the. Um, uh, two things. Here we are. The uh, Jackson Audio. We're obviously big fans of Jackson Audio. They make great stuff. So I've got their Bloom V2, which is their MIDI version of the Bloom um, on the way. So that's like a compressor EQ preamp pedal um, that uh, that is now MIDI controllable. So I'm going to be very excited to integrate that into my MIDI controlled rig. Um, I think that might might become my new compressor of choice. Everything I've seen of the Bloom is absolutely fantastic. And of course, if you don't, if if it's too much for you, because it is an expensive pedal, but also if you just don't need all those parameters, Jackson Audio have also released the Blossom, um, which is their, uh, which is like a, a not quite mini pedal, but like a, a sort of a slender pedal version um of the of the bloom where you've just got kind of a single control eq mix compression level and volume oh i really really like that pedal actually you talking about compression made me realize or or remember to say that i got a jhs tighty whitey uh, which is their mini compressor um as much as i hate mini pedals you know i can fit three under the tier on my um pedal board and it's wicked. I I didn't realise how much. I just need a little compression sometimes. Why do you need three? <laughs> yeah, three compressors, you know, three <laughs> different settings. I have three pedal boards that I all plug into, um, just all set different um, things. Yeah, no, it's been great for just lifting out some of the more sort of ambient sounds out of the uh, out of reverbs and delays a little bit um, because it's just volume compression level and then a blend control oh that's good that's the way it should be good so, you like the old boss cs2 that's just that's what we want just um that didn't have did that have a blend didn't have blend, blend control knob. oh no it didn't yeah it's like it's like it's like the classic compressor like that but you can just dial in some more of the dry so i just turn the compression amount all the way up and then just only blend in about 30 percent of the actual compression signal perfect very cool very cool indeed Yes. Um, now, um, you know, moving moving on from uh, from the world of pedals to the world of pedal boards. Um, 
I had no idea. This is why I didn't put this in news. I just put it in like stuff I wanted to talk about. That Mono have made carbon fibre pedal boards. Hook them to my veins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think these look like these look like uh, TV trays. <laughs> I mean, this this looks right? like uh, this looks like something that you would have your dinner on. I mean, I, I think that's a good thing. Don't get me wrong; yeah, it's yeah. great. <laughs> yes, it's see, definitely... see also something you could do press ups against. Oh, now we're talking! <laughs> yes. Now we're yeah. talking. It's the pedal board that does everything. It'll be with you all throughout your day. Yes, absolutely. Wow, look at that! That is a fr- Naomi. That is... Joe, can you get a sample of one of these? Because I need to. Try it out. You need to work out work on your uh, I don't know what do press ups work on? Pe- pectorals, biceps, yeah. arms, arms and abs yeah. and stuff. Okay. Yeah. 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 They can work on the whole upper body if you want. Yeah, yeah. They're yeah. very good. There mm. you go. Well, there you go. Yeah. So uh yeah, Mono released carbon fiber pedal boards. I don't I, I it missed our news when they actually landed, so apologies, dear When did these come out then? I'm not sure, but I hadn't seen like a press release. I was just sort of, I, I saw them in an ad or something and clicked on. I was like, man, these are actually great. Like flat pedal boards with hands. They kind of look like, um, what's that pedal board company, Matt, that we get custom stuff made for? Oh, custom pedal custom boards. Custom pedal boards. <laughs> yeah. what's, that, what's that pedal board company that make custom boards? Oh, that's right. Custom, custom pedal, pedal boards. boards. Yeah, but the uh, it's it looks fantastic. I like the fact that it's got those two handles on the side. It's dead simple. It's flat um and of course you know they come uh with or or you can purchase separately the mono uh pedalboard cases which as you know mono mono gig bags and mono cases in general seem to be kind of the the highest quality best um gig bag solutions on the market at the moment i i think these look great for people who don't want like an angled slatted board there's finally kind of like a premium alternative from a, a you know a decent brand Ooh, yeah premium. i mean this this is like the alternative to a like a lightweight alternative to the old when we worked in when we were working at gack the the pedal boards really were the only kind of go-to at the time were like the diago ones and that was um, it. i couldn't oh, remember they were, the yeah, name they were yeah, the yeah, go-to yeah. and the diago worked sorry go on matty Oh no! I didn't say anything. It oh, Naomi. <laughs> oh, sorry. No, I, was, I was I was agreeing. I was interrupting yeah, yeah. you so that I could say the same thing. They were they were great. The <laughs> only problem was they were really heavy, and um and then they kind of got left behind a little bit because Pedal Train came out with their like angled slatted pedal boards, and that became you know absolutely the thing to go towards, and uh, people just moved away from having. You know that kind of flat, self-contained unit, but I always thought they were really smart. Like I, mm-hmm. I thought they were really, really cool. And um, you know, if you don't want to have the spaghetti junction underneath your pedal board, um, you know, if you're only using a handful of pedals or whatever, or you, or you've just invested in some cable management systems, uh, then I think these are great. I think it's a great idea. Look, they look really sleek. Um, I bet they weigh absolutely nothing, and they're made of carbon fiber, so super strong. Yeah. Really into it. I think it looks very, very well, cool. The uh, the only thing I would say is, uh, obviously, being carbon fiber, very cool. But the price, you know, they are definitely more of a premium. Oh, are they? Pedal board. I didn't. I didn't look at the price. What was uh, the price? Pedal board. So they're large carbon pedal board. Bear in mind, it does come with a mono gig bag, which do carry. Oh, it does a, come with it. Oh, yes, it does. Which obviously themselves cover. Uh, you know, 
come with uh, somewhat of a, a large price tag, but they're good bags. Um, so the large pedal board, which is 30 by 14, it's a good size. So you're going to get quite a lot on there. Foot. Uh, yeah, 30 yep. foot by, uh, you know, you can use it as a raft, um, you know, cast away. Tom Hanks would have loved one of these. Well, on absolutely. I mean, you know, apocalypse friendly. That's you what know, we need right now. That's why you should have opened that package because, you know, it could have been. Spoilers, uh, Matty. Spoilers. Um, yeah, uh, he doesn't. Um, sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so the large pedal board um, with the bag is $499. Hmm. premium what's the small one because i feel like with with a flat pedal board 299 dollars hmm. yeah, is a lot of money my, that was my question so it's it's fully flat right and we're not looking at any kind of cable management underneath well actually no you we? are a little bit i think you might get no i would say that the feet probably aren't but then again i've got a flat pedal board from custom pedal boards which is roughly the same size as the small um, Mm. pedal train and you can do some pretty neat cable management with a bit of um a few cable ties and uh, well designed Mm -hmm. cut cut to length patch cables actually to be honest you can get away with it um i would say yeah uh, anyway I, i tend to find that these pedal boards always work best if you've got to set up that um you're kind of sort of well actually there's two i I would say you can either set it up so it's set and forget so it's just wired out really neatly Mm. and it's grab and go and then Mm -hmm. it's always set up exactly the same way or um i was using mine for quite a long time with a power brick on top set up with a few cables and a tuner and i just use it to demo stuff um you know if, if you go for like a pedal train and you've got cables wired underneath and you know you kind of don't want the hassle of like ripping out your nice pedal board all the time these are really good options for you know flat boards a good option just trialing a load of stuff but i would say maybe at that price you're probably looking at something that you'd want to set up permanently i must admit though things like the handles and the overall design i mean they do look super cool (laughs) yeah i just so these were actually announced at nam last year this was nam 2020 really just yeah just totally passed us by and Having a look around, they either – oh, no, they are in stock. It, I think they might be exclusive to the Mono website because I can't find them in any UK or European dealers. And actually, I just went on the Guitar Center website as well, and I can't see them on there. So unless they're exclusive to like a couple of dealers in Maybe. the US or, or whatever, it might, they might only be exclusive to the Mono website, which means we might not see them over here. Hmm. Um, which is a shame, but yeah, they are—they're a lot of money, but they're very cool. It's very um, cool. It's a cool concept, and yeah, either you know. way, better than you know a kitchen worked up with an alarm cut cut clock in, cut into the middle. Well, I wouldn't go that far, Joe. That sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with anyway. that, Joe. <laughs> well, that does—that—that's uh, that, that, all the time we have on this week's episode of the Guitar Nerds podcast. You can, of course, uh, join us on uh, our Patreon episode at patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds. 
Uh, you can become a Patreon supporter for as little as a dollar a month. At a dollar, you'll get this episode ad-free and early every week. Five dollars gets you access to our Patreon special episodes and our entire back catalogue. And ten dollars will get you the lot. Plus, you know, I'll sing you my thanks at the end of every episode. You can find us on your favourite social media platforms and join the Guitar Nerds group on Facebook to get involved in our weekly episode discussion. Thanks for listening. You've been lovely. We've been the Guitar Nerds. Farewell. Cheers, gang. Bye. Bye. Sayers, a Matthews, Kytopia, the band, Sean Armo, John Anglin, Rob Gould, Tucker Ramadan, Annie Cooper, Ross Edwards, Nate Nagel, Stephen Burke, Aaron Sherman, Dave Lee, Jay Gray, Scott Kennedy, Blake Wyland, Christopher Lowe, Hans Ams, Derek Rich, Rob Norbert, Steve Markle, Jamie Short, Brad Page, Andy McKenzie, Robert Smith, Scott O'Brien, Paul Corrigan, and Rude What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.